we can praise him anyhow. Let everything flow to him. Amen. Grace be unto you and peace from our Lord Jesus the Christ. Again, we say that it's good to be here. Well, come on, somebody. It's good to be here. Amen. Amen. Even as a storm is looming, we can come to God on one accord and pray that he'll take that thing somewhere else. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. And nothing we have done that made us good enough that he can't, amen, send something bad our way. Amen. But thanks be to God. Amen. That whatever bad comes our way, he can keep us in the midst of a storm. And whatever you're going through in your life, be it good, bad, or indifferent, whatever the doctor has said about the report, amen. Jesus can still stand up and say, peace be still. Amen. And won't let what's trying to take you out, take you out. Amen. Grace be in. I've just learned that I have to trust him no matter what. Come on, somebody. I, I got to trust him. I got to trust him. Amen. Because when the word says no weapon that formed against us. Now do understand things will happen. Come on, somebody. Some good and some bad. But he said I, they, they won't prosper. Come on, somebody. Because he'll keep us in the midst of what we're going through. And those things won't overtake us. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You're going to have some good days and some bad days. But if you keep your hands in God's unchanging hand, your good days. Come on, somebody. I need a praise. I thought I had a church. Your good days will outweigh your bad days. And you can look back over your life and say that if it had not been for the Lord on my side. Come on, somebody. He brought me to it and he brought me through it. And to God be the glory. Oh, I wish I had some praises in here. Amen, amen. I've learned in my life, I've learned in my life, through my aches and my pains, through my downs and my ups, I still, I still got to keep my hands in his hands. David said, David said, come on somebody. He said, I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. Come on somebody. My, my help cometh from the Lord. In other words, he was saying, I'm going through something. But I got to look to him for my help. Is, is there anybody any other than me going through something? David said, I, I will look to him. Look to him. He, he didn't say, yea, though I walk through. Holler back at somebody. The valley of shadow of death. In other words, some stuff are gonna happen through me. To me, I'm I'm gonna be around some stuff that won't be good. But he said, "Yea, though I walk through the valley, I will fear." That's right. Come on, so for what thy rod? Come on, somebody. They what comfort me? Come on, somebody. God is going to provide you the comfort to get through. Your trials, the, the comfort that overcomes your pain. You, you got to have faith in him. The size of a mustard seed. Come on, somebody. Come on. Amen. To God be the glory. I'm trying to get to my sermon. Amen. I don't have a long one since I preached long last week. Amen. Wasn't feeling too good when I came in, but thanks be to God. Amen. The devil is a liar. Yes, he is. The devil is a liar. Because I've learned that he that has begun a what? 
Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Brother Scott, he said that has done a what? Good work. Amen. Come on. Amen. Amen. God has started something in your life that he's going to see to it to come to pass. Come on, somebody. It's going to come to pass. Amen. 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 Let's, let's go to the word of God for a moment. Amen. I, I don't have a long sermon. I need your prayers so that you would excuse me. Amen. For just a short while. Amen. But I pray, amen, that what God has given me, amen, amen, that you cleave to it and use it. Amen. Amen. That was right into your hearing earlier about Reverend Pearson. We thank her. Amen. For God. Amen. For using her. Amen. I'm going to read two versions, okay? I'm going to read the King James Version, but I'm also in order for you to see the subject Amen. That's the what I want to pull from. I'm going to also read the New Living Translation. Amen. 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 But before we do that, let's go to God in prayer. God, our Father, again, we thank you because we know that you are a good God. And we know that you can do all things but fail. And so, Father, as we report to your holy word, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would use this word to be the beacon of light and hope in someone's life. Because right now, Father, somebody in here is going through something. Somebody's heart is heavy. And we need you right now, Father, to lift that burden of doubt and pain and frustration from that somebody. That he or she will find comfort in your word knowing that it's going to still work out for their good. Please, Father, use me only as a vessel so that the lost will get saved, the unchurched will get church, and those who need to be healed will get healing through your holy preached word. Bless us right now in the name of Jesus the Christ. And for his name's sake we pray, O Lord. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Amen, amen. Mark chapter 2, verse, amen, 13 and 17. Let me read this right here. It says, and when, and when he went forth again by the seaside, and all the multitude resorted unto him, and he taught them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Atheus, sitting at the receptacle of custom, and said unto him, follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass that as Jesus sat at meat in his house, many publicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. And when he, the scribes and the Pharisee saw him eat with the publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, how is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Amen. That's the King James Version. Amen. Now, the New Living Translation. Come on, somebody. Reads it this way. Then Jesus went out to the lake shore again and taught the crowds that were coming to him. And he walked along and he saw Levi, son of Atheus, sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciples, Jesus said unto him. So Levi got up and followed him. Later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with 
tax collectors and others disputable sinners. There are many people of this kind among Jesus' follow. Verse 16 and 17 says, but when the teacher of religious law who were Pharisees saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call sinners, not those who are already good enough. Come on, somebody. He said, I've come to call sinners, not those who are already good enough. Amen. If you don't mind for a minute, look at your neighbor. Amen. You have a neighbor next to you. Amen. Smile at him. Amen. Tell him, first of all, you love him and there's nothing they can do about it. Amen. Amen. And now tell him this subject of neighbors. Neighbor, you ain't good enough, folks. No, I'm sorry. Ain't good enough, folks, are good enough for Jesus. Amen. Let me say it again. Ain't good enough, folks, are good enough for Jesus. Amen. Notice what Jesus said. He said, when Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call sinners, not those who are already good enough. Amen. I like to use as a subject, ain't good enough folks are good enough for Jesus. Come on, somebody. Let that, let that resonate in your mind. Ain't good enough folks are good enough for Jesus. I don't know about you, but that, that's a shout right there. That's a shout right there. Come on, somebody. You remember when you weren't good enough? Hold me, somebody. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to go there. I'm going to try to get to my sermon. But you remember when you weren't good enough? Amen. Ain't good enough. But where are you now? Come on, somebody. Sitting in the house of God because ain't good enough folks like you get saved. And they're good enough for Jesus. Amen. Amen. My, my brothers and my sisters, once again, God, through the aid of the Holy Spirit, has directed our attention to a portion of his holy word that provides hope and clarity to, the, to those who have fallen victims to the lies of the enemy, who thereby does not want you to do the right things in life for the Lord Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God who loves any and all persons regardless. You see, regardless of your political, educational, monetary, social, or religious status, the truth of the matter outside of Jesus Christ, no one somebody, and I mean nobody in this life nor the life to come is perfect. All of us sitting here in this church body have a lot of flaws. We, we have kinks, we have ripples, ragged edges, and a whole lot of ways and tendencies about ourselves that are messed up. You see, according to the word of God, we all have sinned. We all have messed up in life and all of us have fallen short to the glory of God. But regardless of how messed up, screwed up, and torn up you are in life, God wants you as you are. Come on, somebody. God wants you just as you are. He really does. And you will never be good enough. You see, the church has been around for more than 2,000 years. And its founders 
its founder, Jesus Christ, is the only one who had it all together. Here in our text, when Jesus started his teaching career, he started on the hillside of Jerusalem whereby he asked for volunteers. In uh, the first few were uneducated and unshowered fishermen. Next was a hard-working, law-abiding, yet detested tax collector. You see, men in this profession didn't live like the church thought they ought to live. Even so, the list Jesus volunteers or the ciphers, those who followed him, went on to include men who were short-tempered, Peter, men who were slow-witty and even doubtful, Thomas, and one was so messed up that he committed suicide, Judas. But notice this, Jesus didn't call the cream of the crop to follow him, Brother Scott. There were no doctors, no lawyers or great philosophers among the bunch. Jesus and his volunteers or disciples hung out with the no goods of his day. Come on, somebody, I need some help in here. He hung out with people who needed what he offered, salvation. Salvation from their infirmities through physical and spiritual and emotional healing. And so before we get so far in our text, the first thing we can consider from this text is God wants you just as you are. Come on, somebody. God wants you just as you are. Let me say that good. Ain't good enough, folks. Are good enough. Come on, for Jesus. And if ain't good enough, folks, are just are good enough for Jesus. The first thing we must realize, David, is God wants you just as you are. When the teachers of the law who were in the when the teachers of the law who were the church leaders saw Jesus eating with the sinners and tax collector, they asked his disciple, "Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners?" Verse sixteen in the King James puts it this way: And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners. They said to his disciples, how is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? In other words, the scribes and the Pharisees, the church folk, come on, somebody, saved, sanctified, fire baptized, come on, somebody, Come on, somebody. The, 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 who are them? The, the, where did they come from? Come on, somebody. The, 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 they eat that? They live there? Come on, somebody. The church folk looked at Jesus. Come on, somebody. And said, looked at them and said, how is it that he eateth and drinketh with the public and the sinners? Goodwill, I don't know about you, but when I think about me now, now I'm not talking about anybody but me when I think about how messed up and how unfit brother Scott I was to live and how I was too messed up to die without receiving forgiveness from my sin I'm glad Jesus gave me another chance to make my wrongs right I'm glad God wanted me just that I was, I was, like you 
I also was in the mo let me say it again. Like you, come on somebody, like Y-O-U, come on somebody, like like Ebonics, just you, like you, I was in the muck and miry play of sin. I made some mistake. I lied. I cheated. I took things that I didn't belong to me. I did some wrong and, and, and it was in places and situations I had no business being in. But one thing I've come to know about God and that is he forgives. Regardless of how far gone you may think you are, regardless of how many mistakes you have made in your life, and regardless of how messed up you are from drinking, messed up you are from smoking, messed up you are from plotting, and messed up you are waddling sin, God forgives and he will give you another chance. God wants you just hey. Come on, somebody. You are. See, y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. Y'all, when, when, when I made that list of all those things, it, I may not have touched on you, but you know what you did. Come on, somebody. And that was the time that when I said, God, once you just that, that's when you should have praised him and had a flashback moment. Oh, come on, somebody. Had a flashback moment. Had a flash, because you know what you did. You know who you did it with? Come on, somebody. Don't, although you didn't, you, come on, you may not have gotten caught, but God knows all about you. Come on, somebody. But still, the devil's a liar. Who wants you just as you are? Come on, somebody. That's why I love the Psalms 40 and 2 where David said, he brought me up out also out of the harbor pit, out of the mire clay, and set my feet upon a rock. Come on, somebody, and establish my going. Oh, you you missed that. I'm glad God looked down on me, brother Scott, doing what I was doing. I know I had no business doing this, unless you, but I did it anyway. Just like you, you know you, but still, God looked down in the mire clay and you up and place you on a rock higher. Come on, somebody. Then go on. Come on. So good will. I don't know about you. But I'm glad God is a forgiving God. I'm so glad God is good. First Chronicles 16:34 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. You can give him thanks. You can praise him because he's good. He's done some great things for you, although you didn't deserve it, yet he still is good. If you need and want a new start in life, then I recommend that at the end of service, you give your life to Jesus. So whosoever will, let him come. Because nothing you can do can make you good enough for God but to give your life to God as I assure you like he did all of us in here he will forgive you he will love you and open his arm wide to receive you as his own that's why I love the sung lyrics that said I came to Jesus as I was I was weary and worn and sad I felt 
found in him a resting place. And he has made me glad. Pray with me. I only have but three more pages. I only have a long one. And so secondly, since ain't good enough folks are good enough for Jesus, then the second point we can consider from this text, and that is, we need to stop judging folks when you ain't God. Come on, somebody. This text teaches us to stop judging folks when you ain't God. Come on, somebody. I ain't talking about nobody. But I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. I see within the text of this day, it says, stop judging folk when you ain't God. One of the most detrimental things any person can do to the kingdom of God, and that is judge others when they don't have the authority to do so. They don't have the authority to what only God can do. Let me make this clear. Nobody has the right to judge anybody else for anything. It doesn't matter if you're saved, sanctified, or fire baptized. You don't have the authority to do what is reserved for what God is to do. In fact, as a takeaway, as, as a takeaway, since I don't have a long one, as a takeaway, write this down. The three scripture references as to why we shouldn't judge. Matt, Jesus says in Matthew 7, 1, judge not that ye not be judged. Then he says in Luke 6, 37, judge not and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive and ye shall be forgiven. And third, he says, Luke chapter 12, verse 57. Yea, and why even of yourselves judge ye not what is right? Here in our text, notice in verse 16, who was doing the judging. The text says in verse 16, and when the scribes and Pharisees saw him with publican sinners, they said unto his disciples, how is it that he eateth and drinketh with the, with the publicans and sinners? And so let me also make this clear. It doesn't matter how saved you are. It doesn't matter how long you were saved. Nor does it matter what title or position you may have in your life. Keep your opinion about how you feel about other folks to yourself. You see, you weren't always saved all of your life. You weren't always uh, reading the Bible and coming to Bible study all the time. But there were times you did wrong. There were times you cussed. There were times you fussed. There were times you fell short. And if walls could talk, they would tell what you're doing even right now behind closed doors when you think nobody is looking. You see, instead of talking about folks and putting them down for not being perfect, perhaps you should pray for them. That God delivers them from the grips of sin. Just like he did you before you got saved. The word of God tells in Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And, and then James 5, 6 says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous availeth much so don't fool yourself God knows all about you and some of us no different than those folks who are in the text judging folks when you ain't God instead of judging me
me, knowing something about me, perhaps you ought to pray for me. Perhaps you ought to declare and decree that the devil takes his hands off of me. That God delivers me like God delivered you when somebody prayed for you. You ain't got time to judge anybody, but you got time to pray for them, lift them up. Come on, somebody. Care for them and tell them that God still loves you. If you repent, if you repent and get yourself right with God. Come on. Come on, somebody. I hope I hit the nail on the head. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody, because if the shoe fits, baby, put it on if it hurts. On, somebody just put a little bit of come on just, just put a little baby oil and keep on walking freeze those teeth and keep on walking come on we ain't got time to judge nobody so don't fool yourself God knows all about you we ain't no different God knows about you come on somebody some of y'all judging me right now huh don't know he's talking about huh he need to mind his own business huh Baby, that's all right. Listen, listen. I ain't trying to talk about you. I'm trying to do the will of him who has called and sent me so that in the end, he can say, well done. See, sometimes, sometimes we don't need to judge somebody, but we just need to pray for them. And if they don't like your prayers, Jesus said, when you enter to somebody's house and they receive you not, dust the dirt from your feet and go on by your business. You ain't got to tell them that you're wrong, but you just pray for them pray for God knows about you he knows God knows about you revelation 2 13 says Jesus said I know thy works and where thou dwellest even where Satan's seat is God knows all of us even where the devil is you haven't prayed enough perhaps you need to go on and give the devil some bowls and say get from around me revelation says I know that works and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is. So if the devil has got you to, come on, to close your mouth like you've been sucking on lemon to make you look like a bulldog, you need to shut up. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? Throw them bones. Get away from me. Let me go on. Even Jesus puts it this way in 7 Matthew about judging folk. Let me slow down because I'm about to go home. Jesus said this about judging folk. Matthew chapter 7. Come on, somebody. Since we haven't had Bible study in a while, write it down. Chapter 7, verse 3 and 5. Verse 3. Matthew chapter 7, verse 3 and 5. Come on, somebody. That's your out in a whole lot of fire around here about folks looking down at other folks. Jesus said, and why beholdest thou the moat that is in thy brother's eye? Ooh, hold me, somebody. Hit me one time. But consider not the beam that is in our own yeah. eye. Yeah. Then he goes on, or, or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the moat of thy, or out of thy eye, and behold, a beam in, is in thy own eye. Yeah. He goes on to verse 5. Yeah. That's the part that we all need to get. Verse 5 yeah. makes us look at the mirror. Yeah. Come on, somebody. And like Michael Jackson said, I'm looking at the man in the mirror and asking to change his ways. Verse 5 says this right here. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thy own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the moat of thy brother's eye. Come on, somebody. Baby, you ain't no different than I am. I have some things about me that ain't good, but 
Don't worry about what ain't good about me because I ain't worried about what's good about you. We just, come on somebody, pray for one another and watch God change things. Come on somebody. You see, in truth, all of us are not good enough. But God still loves us. And he can use anybody to do his will if you would just give him a try. And so thirdly, let's go home. Can we go home now? Thirdly, third point we can see from this text, David, is messed up folks are good enough folks for Jesus. Come on, somebody. Brother Scott, messed up folks are good enough folks for Jesus. Come on, somebody. Messed up folks are good enough folks for Jesus. Messed up folks. Come on, somebody. I'm first in line. Messed up folks are good enough folks for Jesus. Verse 17 says, and when Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor. Come on, somebody. Sick people do. I've come to call sinners, not those who are already good enough. In other words, upon hearing this, Jesus said to them, it's not healthy. It's not the healthy people who need a doctor, but the sick people. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Come on, somebody. <laughs> come on, somebody. He said, I, I've come not for the righteous, but sinners. Messed up folks. <laughs> come on, somebody. A good enough folks for Jesus. Jesus accepts people just as they are. Or we're sinners. None of them were good enough. Neither, were we, not, neither are we without Christ. But it's only after we understand that we can never be good enough apart from the Savior that we are already are ready to receive righteousness through what God did for us through Christ Jesus. Only after accepting Christ's sacrifice for one sin can one be good enough. I think I need to say that again. Only after accepting Christ's sacrifice for one sin can one be good enough. Let me say that again. Only after what God did for you through Jesus on the cross that makes you good enough. Oh, oh, somebody. What did he do? There was one nail in the left hand because you weren't good enough. Then they put a nail in the right hand because you weren't good enough. Then they took, they took his feet, his legs, or his foot. Come on, somebody. And put a nail right there. Why? Because you weren't good enough. Then they hung him on the cross. Why? Because you weren't good enough. They stretched him wide. They whipped him all night long. Why? Because you weren't good enough. There were some things about you that weren't salvation. There are some things about you that couldn't get you into heaven because you weren't good enough. But when they whipped him all night long, when, when they took him down from the when they laid him in a bar or two, when he stayed there all night Friday night, why? Because you weren't good enough. Saturday he stayed there, why? Because you weren't good enough. But then 
send them more. about you weren't good enough became good enough come on somebody everything about you that you did wrong was made right because he made you good enough I wish I had somebody in here who realized that they weren't good enough but then they gave Jesus a try they, they, they tried Jesus and now because you know him you are good enough do I have a praiser in here who knows that if it had not been for God on your side it had not been for Jesus who made you good enough then you would be on your way to hell unfit to live not fit to die but because Jesus died on the cross because Jesus hung there all night long but got up early Sunday morning with all powers in his hand and now you are good enough to praise him you are good enough to magnify him. You are good enough to give him glory. You are good enough to take your tongue and give him some praise because he said that everything that has breath praise you the Lord. If you are breathing, you are good enough to praise him. If you are breathing, you are good enough to give him some glory. If you are breathing, you are good enough to stand up and say if it had not been for God on my side, I was messed up through Jesus fix me up enough to make me praise him when I look back on my life and see how messed up I was how I parted like it was 1999 all the time but then God took that party pill out of my mouth oh come on somebody y'all know what I'm talking about he took that party pill away from you that drinking spell away from you come on that smoking spell and now you can praise him because messed up folks are good enough for him ain't good enough folks are good enough for Jesus ain't good enough folks are good enough for Jesus see all of us like the word says have sinned ain't good enough all of us have fallen short that makes us ain't good enough but thanks be to God come on somebody thanks be to God that Jesus forgives and that makes us good enough for God can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise ain't good enough folks are good for God and so when the next time you come across somebody whom you think come on to my name are wearing the same shoes you wore when you weren't good enough rather than judge them you pray for them rather than talk about them that they're messed up you pray for them because just like God deliver you and made you good enough just to praise him made you good enough to be a witness for him the same thing God did for you he can do for that somebody who ain't good enough but still because of his love and grace and mercy they're good enough for him oh come on somebody let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise ain't good enough folks are good enough 
for Jesus. And I've come to realize this right here. I've learned that it's best not to fuss and fight with Negroes. People don't think much of me. That's all right. Think whatever you want to think about me. I realize that there's some ways about me that still don't qualify me for salvation. But thanks be to God who looks beyond all of my faults and my ways. So when those Negroes and folks try to get the best of me, I just look to Jesus. And like Jesus said to them on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So instead of fighting with folk, you pray for them, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Instead of fussing and fighting and acting like, come on somebody, like the bumper sticker that said, I can't say who is the fool because both of them are arguing. Come on, somebody. Don't miss that. You've seen that bumper sticker that said, I can't tell who is the fool because both of them are arguing. I've learned not to argue anymore, but to keep my mouth shut because there are some things that I don't want to, to hold me back from crossing over to Jordan. I, I don't want to hold me back from, cross, from him telling me, well done, that good. I don't want, come on, somebody, to hold me back from saying enter into that place. But I've learned to keep my mouth shut and pray for them and pray for me. I said, and pray for them and pray for me. I've learned to pray for them and pray for me and let the potter put us back together again because we all are broken, amen. Ain't good enough, folks, are good enough for God. Perhaps you're outside the ark of safety and there's somebody in here who realized that, you know what?